Awesome. So hello, everyone. Uh, this is our third installment of SENT for this uh, fall semester. And tonight we're going to be looking at um, the worship night. So we're, we'll be talking with three people from our worship team, uh, the CSF worship team, about what worship is, how can, and also how we can evangelize through it. So my name is Ben. Um, I'm a physics major here on campus. We've been, I've been doing SENT for two years now. And um, yeah, I'm excited to have this night. So if everyone else can go ahead and introduce yourself and say your name, uh, what you're studying and, and what you do on the worship team, that'd be awesome. Yeah, so I'll start out. Um, unfortunately, not on the worship team, but I am co-host of CSF Scent. This is my first year. I'm a senior social work major, psych minor. Really excited to dive into another great night of great discussion. The past two weeks have been phenomenal. Really great time to really learn more about not only our CSF students, but the different avenues and areas of interest that we have sprinkled throughout our organization. So I'm really excited to see kind of the arts and humanities sides of things and how that can kind of play into what we've been discussing. So I think it's going to be a great night and I'm honored to be here. Excited to see how the rest of the night goes with everyone. Uh, so my name is Grace. I'm a senior and I'm a, a sign language interpreting major. I'm one of our um, worship vice presidents, uh, one of the worship team leaders. Um, Myra here is my co-leader. I, I play the bass on the worship team as well, and sometimes I'll fill in with some vocals. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to see how this discussion goes tonight. I'm Myra Kivett. I'm the co-VP with Grace, and it's super fun getting to lead together. Um, I'm a sophomore. I'm also a communication studies major, and my minor is music. And on the worship team, I sing, play piano, usually get thrown on synth here and there, which is super fun. Um, but yeah. Hey, everybody. I'm Ethan Fosnott. I am a freshman here at IEPY. It's my very first semester. Uh, on the worship team, I play the guitar and sing. So I'm super excited to be here and talk about worship and what that means in all of our lives. Awesome. Yeah, we're, we're super grateful uh, to have you guys here with us today. So um, like I said, we're going to start out with some questions about what worship really is, how we see worship, and how we see our relationship with God expressed through worship. And then... Um, like I said, the second part, Michael will, will go ahead and take lead on what we can do to, to evangelize through worship. So first, good place to start, what is worship? <laughs> we have so many definitions within the church, and I mean, like automatically we get pictures of singing and stuff, but what do you guys truly see like worship is, and, and how, does, how do we use worship to, to express uh, our feelings towards God? And like anyone can answer and, and just go in a circle or, or whoever wants to. Well, for me, I think um, a good definition of worship would be showing adoration and love and commitment to God. And I think um, through worship, that's the that's really the deepest way we can express our emotions um, towards God, because it allows us to get more deeper and meaningful and on a personal level than like any other way we can um, show our emotions towards God. Yeah, I think that's a really great definition and kind of adding on to that. I feel like worship is just such an intimate experience with God that, I mean, you can achieve through the word itself, but I think just the presence of, you know, 
having other singers, musical instruments, I just think the experience as a whole is something that, you know, can really put somebody in touch with that experience with God. Yeah, kind of, again, like following off of that a little bit, a lot of times I think we can get very like textbook with our faith and like you open the Bible and you read it. But like when you're worshiping, you have no option except to just open your heart up to God and just like hear him and just praise him or just talk to him or be in his presence. And so I think that's like what's really, really important about worship in our faith is that you have to have those intimate moments where you just open up and be with God. You can't like you can't just build your faith off of like the textbook, like or the the mental side of things like you have to have that that worship you're muted michael michael you're muted buddy thank you i was gonna say i love the intimacy emphasis that you put on there how just again worship is such an intimate time and it's kind of different than a lot of things that we do when we're interacting with god like at a times prayer and reading the Bible, um, it can definitely be intimate, but I think music just stirs something within people and making a deeper connection through that with God is something that is so often, I think, not thought about, especially from an outside perspective. And so I love the emphasis on that. And I think that's something so true and so powerful to worship that kind of is different than any other real form of connection to God. So great stuff. So this probably could have been a question first, but like, you guys personally, what has your, like, you're getting to the point where you are on a worship team in a college, like what has that, and VPs also, so like what has led you guys to that ultimate path of like, hey, this is something I want to pursue, like you guys, like worship team, you guys put a significant amount of time into this, especially as VPs, so like, what what makes you guys say, this is the thing that I'm good at, this is worth it to me? You know, I think that Grace and I both were kind of surprised when we found ourselves in positions of leadership, um, because last year I wasn't on the worship team. Andrew kind of asked me out of the blue last fall, and I was set to do it by myself. And um, like you said, there is a lot of responsibility that goes along with that. And I began to feel overwhelmed pretty quickly before the school year approached. And um, I reached out to him and I was like, hey, is there anybody else that's able to you know kind of come alongside of me that's more experienced with our team thus far and he sent grace my way which was such a blessing very thankful for you grace but um like my dad he's on our worship team at church so I've kind of grown up with him you know looking up to him in that sense and always hearing all the songs you know I feel like half of the songs I never need to like, you know, look at the words on the screen because my dad has them ingrained into my soul just from hearing him sing them all the time. So I feel like it's kind of in my blood a little bit. Um, so when Andrew reached out, I mean, I didn't really hesitate saying yes, because I've just seen how much my dad has grown through it. And it's just been very inspirational. And also, I feel like it's my spiritual gift. I know people have so many different spiritual gifts, but I definitely feel like using music and um, expressing my faith through that to others has been like the best route for me. My parents also have been on the worship team for years, um, but like my personal journey, um, I started playing guitar, I 
I don't even know when it was, maybe freshman year of high school. And at the time I was like going to youth group at my church, which is very small. So youth group is like 20 kids, like max. And we didn't have any worship team, no worship, anything. Um, and then one of my friends started doing worship. He'd just bring his guitar and we'd like sing a song or two. And then he graduated. And my pastor was like, okay, we need somebody to fill this role. And I was like, deathly terrified, like deathly terrified. But I was like, I'll do it. And I, I don't know why I did it, to tell you the truth, because of how nervous I was. And it was so bad, like for months, it was bad just because I was so nervous. But I finally like, like the longer I did it and the more I worked on it and I got other people to join with me and it's like having somebody singing next to me, I could like kind of relax. And I, so I did that for years, like three or four years, probably just me and my guitar leading worship, sometimes with another person. Um, and even then, like graduating high school, I was still like really nervous to like get up on stage and like sing in front of and play in front of people. Um, but then like different opportunities would come along or like my friend and I had worship nights this past summer and we just like sit on our living room floor and just jam out with a bunch of our friends and just praise God. And at some point along the way, I ended up just kind of like every time that I would get nervous and I would start like to pray before I would start leading worship. And then I just like started turning it over to God. And I was like, all right, God, this is not about me. Like I have no reason to be nervous. So eventually those nerves kind of went away. So I could stand, I could get up and like, even at church, like in front of the whole congregation and lead worship. Um, and at that point, I kind of realized that I had fallen in love with leading worship and that there was nothing to me, there's nothing like hearing everybody just sing out to God and knowing that you can be like that facilitator for everybody to have that moment. Um, so when I joined CSF, it was no doubt that I wanted to join the worship team, but I honestly didn't think that I would play bass and I didn't think that I would be a leader, but here we are, here we are. Um, and I love it. So. Yeah, for me, um, I've actually never led like a traditional worship team band. Uh, joining the CSF uh, team is like the first ever worship experience that I've been a part of. Um, but I've always actually had a love for music. I've played guitar since a young age. I've always sang and done stuff like that. Um, but really just getting involved with the CSF uh, worship team was a big step for me because um, I don't think of myself as a super outgoing uh, person. I think of myself as an introvert. Uh, so really just taking that step in action uh, was super big for me because I felt kind of a calling from God um, saying, hey, Ethan, it's time for you to step out of your comfort zone as you come into college now uh, just use your talents and abilities to show others and share my share my word so uh, that's kind of how I've gotten involved in what's led me here to the CSF worship team yeah that's awesome I, I love hearing those different like story arcs because I mean we all have them but you never really get to get to sit down and listen to other people's unless you're like friends with them which is fun um so now moving kind of into like the, the worship and the setting of a church. So 
obviously this is more of like a, a question of your preference as well as like possibly you could bring some theology into it but like there's a traditional wing of the church which is much more like hey instruments are are there to help but like reduce and and exalt uh whereas like the the more modern church is a bit more like hey modern people are used to this so let's integrate it into our worship and it'll it'll enhance the experience right um and I think there are positives and negatives to both sides, clearly. Um, so if you guys would like to kind of like, how do you view that seemingly opposite dichotomy of a small church, like, or, or a small venue versus like the big, um, like light show, which is clearly um, like, there's, like I said, positive, negative, both sides. So what do you guys see as the, um, how those two should be balanced? That's a really great question. And I've been to both churches, so I've kind of seen both sides. Um, and honestly, I feel like there's no right or wrong. I think as long as, you know, each church is worshiping in its own way and, you know, a very earnest, very rightful way that they're having the right intentions. I think that God doesn't discriminate against how he's receiving praise. I think he's going to love all of it, no matter if it's big or loud or like just a choir, or, you know, anything like that. Um, but I mean, for me personally, I prefer a little bit of both, you know, I like kind of the traditional stuff, but like how we do it, um, and CSF where we kind of have like a basic band, um, nothing too crazy, but I mean, we're not like, you know, all up there acapella, you know, so it's kind of the best of both worlds. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of like Meyer said I don't think there's like a right or a wrong answer um but I feel like as soon as the focus starts to be drawn away from Christ when you're worshiping so like you're standing there worshiping do you need laser shows going on on the sidewalls do you need the smoke maybe not does it bring you closer to Christ I think that's the question for me is is it is it pointing your eyes towards Christ like because obviously you could close your eyes and you can worship right but a lot of times you're standing there with your eyes open so the things going on around you is it distracting you or is it bringing you closer to worship or to the Christ to Christ um so I think that's kind of the question for me but then you always have like the question of the heart behind it like why why do you feel the need to do all of this or in a such like like on the opposite side, like, is it, is the congregation able to worship if they're, like, does everybody feel comfortable just like singing and worshiping themselves if there's like no instruments or like, how can we, how, what just, what's the best for like, how to facilitate that worship? Like as looking at it from like a worship team or a worship leader perspective, like what's the best way to facilitate the worship without completely distracting or drawing away from the actual point of the worship that's kind of my thoughts yeah for me I think my preference is having a more modern experience um I kind of enjoy having lots going on just some loud music lights and all that I think it helps me focus more on um worshiping and how I do that but I think 
everyone will obviously have their own opinion and preference on the matter, but I don't really think that that should impact how um, like you influence other people's way of worshiping. Um, Cause I think, I think worship should not be like bound to a strict set of rules and how things should work. I think just as long as your heart is in the right place and your eyes are still fixed on Jesus and what he's done for you, I think that's what really matters. And that's, what's important. Yeah, so kind of piggybacking off of that a little bit, we have, like, we do, especially at CSF, like, we have the the piano going and the guitar going. You guys are all doing your, like, technical thing. And, like, I know when I lead worship, like, I hit a wrong note and, like, my body shuts down and I freak out. Um, and so how do you guys, like, speaking to that, that like, distracted side of, of the physical act of worshiping, which is, like, the strumming, the the keying um making self making sure you look good um and sound good like how do you guys keep from making that the center of your personal worship experience and not and and moving that center away from like okay i am supposed to be like like grace said like i'm the i'm the facilitator of this worship set not i am the like technical god of art whatever it may be so how do you keep yourself from focusing too much on what you're doing and focus more on what you guys are producing for god I think that's a great question. And I think, you know, when you're up there so con concentrated and not trying to mess up, it's hard to worship yourself when you're trying not to play the wrong notes at the same time. So for me personally, I feel like I do best with worship when I'm sitting back and watching somebody else, because I know for everybody on our team, like we only practice once as well beforehand. So it's a little, little stressful for all of us. We don't memorize our music. We have our sheet music. So I know all of us were kind of on the edge of our seats, hoping we're not going to mess up. Um, but I mean, you know, just through the music, I think we all um, just kind of try to give it our all. And by, you know, giving our all, we're worshiping through that, if that makes sense. It's definitely a different experience being up there leading the worship than sitting in the audience because you're worshiping God in a different way rather than kind of trying to figure out how to phrase it, right? But rather than like lifting your hands and feeling like you're praising him, you're kind of sitting back and you're facilitating what other people are raising their hands for, if that makes sense. But yeah. Yeah, um, it's kind of something that I don't like think about a lot. Um, it's like just trying to like come up with like a solid answer here. Um, first of all, I know that when I start focusing too much on myself and on what I'm doing is that's when I get nervous. So if I, I know if I'm standing up there and I'm like shaking that I, I right now am caring about what they think that I'm doing or what they can see me doing but like it's not about me so like I that's typically like my sign when I can just be like all right hold on and I'll like pray or I'll just like close my eyes and I'll just like slow down for a second um and honestly at this point I don't really worry about messing up like <laughs> everybody does everybody does it I'm definitely not perfect up there um so if I mess up it's just gonna happen but um, yeah, so I guess that's kind of just like my short thought answer on that question. 
that question. Yeah, I agree with both of what uh, Grace and Myra said. I think um, kind of being on the other side of worshiping, not being on the stage is more my thing. Uh, but when I am on stage, um, I think it helps me to know the music a little bit better um, beforehand. So that way, when I'm up there uh, performing, that I can kind of zone out and not focus as much um, on playing the chords and singing, but still doing that. And but also having my heart to um, praising Jesus at the same time. So now shifting a little bit to like, like you were talking about the audience, like sitting there and having that worship experience. Um, obviously music talent is a bit of a spectrum. Um, and so for those, those who are slightly less musically inclined, um, what, would your, what would your advice be to someone who like, I'm terrible at singing, I can't play a piano or guitar or whatever, like how am I supposed to worship when I can't actually like, well, either feel self-conscious about participating or simply like do not feel like they can. Like, what would your, what would your advice be to someone in that case? That's a really good question. I mean, obviously there's so many different ways to worship God. And I mean, my first instinct would to kind of, you know, put them in the direction of being like, you know, there's so many different ways. Like you could be the greeter at church. You can do this. You can do that. Like there's so many different ways. You don't have to be good at worshiping to worship God, if that makes sense, like worship in the sense of music. Um, but I mean, I guess in terms of musicality, like I know my mom, I hope she's not around, but she's not the best singer in the world. You know, she just, that's not one of her gifts. She's amazing at just like correlating different things at church and like organizing. So that's her gift. But when we're at church, I can still hear her singing. And, you know, even though she's not on pitch most of the time, she's still pouring her heart out to God. So I think it's just one of those things, like, don't be self-conscious about it. You know, the music's playing, everyone's singing. And, you know, when you're out in the audience as an individual, you can be a little self-conscious about hearing yourself sing. But the reality is that, I mean, unless your daughter is right next to you and listening, no one else is probably listening to you. I mean, when we're on stage, it just sounds like a big chorus to us. Like we can't hear anybody individually. Um, so I think the biggest thing is just, just not be self-conscious and know, you know what, God gave you that voice for a reason and he's going to love to hear it, even if you're tone deaf. So I think that's my biggest advice for that. I was kind of going to say the same thing, actually. Um, so looking at, at like, if somebody's not like musically inclined, no musical talent, can't sing. And like, if you're worried about the actual, like when you go to church and like everybody's singing, like what am I supposed to do in that moment? You don't have to sing. Like literally just close your eyes, stand there, listen to the words. Like when, sometimes if I like, don't feel like singing or if I have a cold and I can't sing I'll just like stand there and I will just like repeat the words in my mind just like focus on the meaning and what they what the words are saying and just like stand there and have a moment with God um it's not required for you to like stand there and sing with everybody when everybody's singing at church right uh but like Meyer said that's not that's not what worship is 
right? There's so many different ways to worship. And if you're worried about not being able to play an instrument or not being able to sing or being scared to stand on stage or whatever, like there's no reason for you to just like completely focus on that. Like put that to the side and find find your worship, like find what, what strikes your heart and where you feel closest to God. Um, for example, like on stage leading worship and is one place where I feel like absolutely closest to God. But then the other place is out in the middle of nature. Like when I can't hear anything except nature and I'm just sitting there, like that is some where I've had some of my best worship is just sitting there listening to God's creation, talking to God. It's like, fine, find whatever it is that, that you can do that is the best form of worship for you. And yeah, definitely, I don't know. I think we focus too much on the music worship side of things in the church. Like there are so many different other ways to worship. Yeah, I would say that um, people should try not to be super concerned about their talent level uh, when it comes to worship. I think if you're in like a healthy worship environment around people, uh, then the only person that is listening to you is going to be God. Um, and he doesn't care if you sing flat or on pitch or if you play an instrument or if you don't. Um, just I think just focusing on who and why you're worshiping and not being so focused on the how is really important. Yeah, yeah, I, I love all of you guys' ideas on that. And uh, just a note for those who are, who are watching or listening to this, like CSF, I think, does a pretty good job at this. And one of the ways that they do it is by like during the worship nights, they have someone like painting. And those the, that painting is, is obviously like a, a Christ-centered thing. Um, they're not just painting because they like painting. They're painting because they feel like God has given them a talent in that art department. And so they're expressing their talent through that. So, yes, I love what you guys are saying. Just find what God has given you talent for. And that is what he gave you specifically to bring glory to him because of. Um, yeah, awesome. So, yeah, so that was kind of the more church internal side of things. So I'll turn it over to Michael to talk about the uh, evangelism side of worship. Yeah, thanks, Ben. And before we move on, I just want to really emphasize what was just said in that last question. I think it was so powerful, too, because I think that's a very frequent question that a lot of individuals struggle with is I can't sing. I can't do worship. And people are telling me all these amazing experiences they're having in worship. And I feel left out about that because I can't sing or can't play an instrument. And I think Grace like really hit it home when she was talking about how it's not the actions itself. It's the heart behind it and how many different, you know, interactions and activities are are behind worship itself it's not limited to just singing just playing an instrument there's so many different facets to worship and as long as your heart is in the right place i feel like everyone would agree that that is where the primary you know responsibility is as individuals as hard as it may be you know we're all self-conscious but that should be the overall emphasis and whatever we do if our heart is in the right place and our heart is going to praise god and love god it can be considered an act of worship. And this actually kind of transitions perfectly into one of the questions that we have for the evangelism side of things. Um, but there are so many different types of worship. And I think looking at it from an outside perspective, it can be a little like interesting. Like we had the traditional, like people will raise their hands to worship, you know, do the way kind of thing like that. Um, you'll see people actually dance and do flags. 
Um, we kind of talked about earlier in the in the um, the discussion how like there's different you know genres of music that are emphasized. But I was just curious to see um, from your guys' perspective if you think can I explain this to someone from asking from the outside if there's maybe um, a right or wrong way to worship. And I know we kind of talked about it a little bit, but just in terms of expression. Um, and is there maybe even inappropriate sides to worship that you've seen that you think maybe um, need to be addressed in the church or just was curious on your thoughts on that? That's a really good question. Um, in terms of inappropriate ways to worship, I have not been exposed to any instances of that, thankfully. Um, I'm sure there are instances out there. I just haven't, you know, been in the time and place where that has occurred again, thankfully. Um, but I mean, honestly, I think it goes back to what Grace said earlier. As long as your heart is in the wrong place, I don't think God is going to reject any form of how you are wor worshiping him. I mean, because if you're giving your heart to him and again, you're pitch deaf or anything like that, like he's still going to love and accept it because your heart is in the right place. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're definitely like, depending on the setting that you're in, there'll be different forms of like expression in your worship that will be like kind of accepted or not necessarily accepted, but like, you know, if you're at like, like a strict, like Southern Baptist church, you're not going to see a whole lot of like that Pentecostal fire going through there, right? Like just the different settings, I think that's important to to understand where you are. <laughs> Excuse me, but um, even then, yeah, just kind of like what Myra just said. I mean, if your if your heart is in the right place and you are doing, you're just in the moment worshiping and you want to dance, like who's going to stop you, right? You're, you're dancing for Jesus, like dance, dance your heart out. Um, so yeah, I've, again, like, just like Meyer said, I've never necessarily seen any um, forms of inappropriate worship. Um, I've not had a lot of different experiences in like churches. I was at a bigger church when I was little, and then I've been at the small church for like 10 years. Um, so nothing nothing crazy or out of the ordinary happens um but yeah I guess those are my thoughts just kind of simple like Myra said yeah, I think the, the answer to this question has kind of been nailed on the head uh, just going back to having your heart in the right place is just super important when worshiping um I think maybe a bad uh bad way of worshiping is doing it for um a selfish reason like to impress others or just other sinful reasons. I think that could be considered uh, bad or even inappropriate. Um, but I think as long as um, you're praising the Lord and like thanking him for what he's done in your life, then really any way you go about worshiping is the right way. Yeah, I think the, the best way I've had it explained to me is uh, the verse, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And so if you love God with like, okay, so like heart would be kind of the, the emotional seat and, and mind is the more thinking seat. And so like, it, you can't worship God just like with your heart. Like, I think that would be like the more extreme modern side, which is it's an emotional experience with no actual thinking. And then 
just your mind would be the very traditional side where, okay, sure, you've got a bunch of theology in your songs, but you don't feel anything. And so being able to strike that balance of worshiping God with both heart, the emotion and your mind with the, with the true understanding of why you're worshiping, that is where the, the true worship begins. And, and those, the bad is when you reach those extremes. Yeah, I think those are all phenomenal takes. And I know we had kind of addressed it a little bit earlier on, um, but I was really just curious to see how you would kind of explain worship in general through expression. Because I know some people who, you know, might not be Christians and might be new maybe to the worship experience might be curious, you know, as to what might be appropriate and what not be. Because, you know, we do have so many different denominations and stuff and different belief systems. But I love what you guys said. And I think it's all kind of boils down to that central fact where it's like, if your heart is in the right place and your heart is truly desiring to please God with all your, you know, like Ben said, um, heart, mind, and strength there, it's going to be accepted and it's going to be a beautiful thing. And so I love to see that, that we're all in unity on that. And that's something that was kind of hammered home. Um, kind of going to our next question here. And I, I really love this question. I think it's a really good question, but basically someone seeing the act of worship from an outside perspective, who's maybe not a Christian could maybe think of it as kind of, off or weird a bit because if you think about it we're singing to god who is um you know we can't see him we can't necessarily physically feel him it's just a deity that we're singing to um singing about his love mercy praise all this stuff but we can't actually have like physical interactions with him and i, I could understand from an outsider's perspective how that might be weird um what would you kind of say to someone who's you know not a christian interested in worship or just curious about worship around those specific topics You know, I mean, I think to an extent it is weird. I mean, we're all together singing and, you know, that's, that's okay. I feel like that's just a part of the Christian church is joining together as a congregation and just worshiping the Lord, our God. And, you know, I mean, it might seem weird to other people and people not of our culture, but the reality is that it's just something that's always been a part of the Christian community. And I think, you know, first coming into it, you're like, oh my gosh, what is going on? Um, but I think after you get into it and you're more used to it, you're kind of like, okay, I see what's going on here. And like Grace said earlier, like people aren't forced, no one's forcing you to sing. You know, you can stand there and worship in your own way. And so if people are kind of just very shocked initially at the whole worship experience, I think that there's other um other routes that they can kind of indulge on um, or indulge in to kind of get that sense of worship that they're looking for until, I mean, or if they become, or if they become comfortable worshiping, then they can do that. I mean, and if they never do feel comfortable, there's always those um, other options. This is kind of tough. Like my, I'm, I'm having a hard time coming up with a way to explain this to a non-believer, like just kind of describing like what is happening. Um, I don't know because, so I guess we're all coming together to worship God together, right? But in this moment, it's a very like personal moment. So it's on your own, but you're together. Um, I'm trying to think like I was as Myra was talking I was kind of like trying to pull an analogy out of I don't know where but it wasn't working um like so this is the only thing I came up with 
Um, right. So like we're singing, all come together, we're singing, there's music. So if you kind of take the equivalent of that to a concert, right? You have whoever's in concert comes to town and everybody flocks to see them and you're all standing there and you're just jamming out to the music going on. So it's like, why are you, why, why would you do that? Right? Because there's a person standing in front of you and you like their music. Where over here, it's like this person, God, this deity that you can't see is there and we love what he does for us and we love who he is. So we're here to sing and we're here to worship him. So I guess that's kind of like, that's the only thing I can, I can kind of come up with to like explain this in this moment. Um, and I don't know if it totally worked, but that's, that's what we're going with. <laughs> yeah, I think obviously looking from the outside into Christianity, uh, worship is a pretty strange activity. Um, but I would say that um, Christian, as Christians, we need to have uh, faith in what we cannot see. Um, by doing so, we're worshiping the spirit of God because we cannot see him in the flesh. So I think keeping this in mind when we worship, um, we'll have a better experience worshiping and it'll actually strengthen our faith because um, we're worshiping something that we cannot see as, a, as uh, compared to something that we could see. Yeah, I think those are all really good ways to try and address a problem that I think is really, really kind of hard to go at, too. And I think that's okay, kind of admitting that it's something that, you know, we might not have an immediate answer to and stuff, too. It shows we're human, um, but I think it's a really cool, and you guys all hit at it from kind of different angles. I really liked um, the analogy. I thought that was really good. I remember I actually heard an analogy, and I don't think this one is as good as Grace's, but um, basically kind of thinking about it like... Um, we live in college, right? And let's say our parents live across the country in California. We can't see them. Um, we don't, let's say we don't get very many phone calls from them. So we're not hearing their physical voice very often. We just know they're there um, and we get gifts from them and we feel that. So like this, they send us cookies or something. And so we're, we're getting their, you know, rewards from there. We're getting our interactions from them. We're feeling the interactions with them, but we're not necessarily seeing them. And our act of worship is kind of like writing them a thank you note. Um, where again, we know it's going to bring them happiness. It's going to bring them joy. They want us to do that. And we're just, you know, showing the admiration and appreciation we have for everything that God has done in our lives, even though we're not, again, necessarily physically seeing them, physically, you know, interacting with them, but we have felt God work in our lives. And so worship is that, you know, thank you to God for everything that he's done for us. Um, but again, I do think that all the things that you guys said just hits it right on the head where again, it's just kind of that emphasis on, um, you know, um, being there for others and making sure that um, God is there. I think the next question we're going to dive into, um, I think is a really cool one as well, but it has to do with kind of the worship experience too, um, where I remember earlier in the topic, Grace talked about how like, you know, worship was something that was one of the deepest connections you'd ever felt with God. Um, and it is definitely something that we as Christians kind of utilize to, you know, continue in our connection with God. Um, for someone who's, again, new to Christianity, um, is there like levels to worship where you go in, you know, guns blazing at the very beginning and that's how you feel it? Um, you start off kind of, um, you know, let's say you start off a little kind of hesitant and you work your way up to, you know, going full in, maybe full in for you is the raising of the hands or fully feeling it. But um, just your your, your um, interpretations and your guys' thoughts on like 
how worship connects you closer to God and the thoughts of people who are, again, new to worship, how should they indulge in it to, again, get closer to God? I know for me, I feel like it very much uh, depends on the day and how I'm feeling. Like, I know if we go to church at like the 8.30 a.m. service, it's hard for me to get full in because, I mean, being a singer, my voice is not warmed up that early in the morning. So I'll kind of just, you know, sing along. Um, But like the nights of worship, when we sing at like seven o'clock in the evening, I'm pretty much, you know, warmed up in that sort of thing. And it's easier to go full in. Um, but so I guess it really just depends on the circumstance and how people are feeling. And I mean, I feel like for most people, they'll kind of start off kind of soft singing. And then, you know, by that third song, when they get to the climax of the song around the bridge, they'll really go in and start to feel it. But I think it's always kind of hard to start off strong. That's like going to, I don't know, going to a rock band, like screaming right away. Like, you know what I mean? That's kind of a bad analogy, but in a sense, it's kind of the same thing. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so ditto to everything Myra said, right? I mean, you can't, typically like you go, go into worship and everybody's like automatically like first song and hands up, but like, that's totally great if that's you, like wonderful. Um, but, I think for like people that are new to coming to church, <laughs> new to worship, um, kind of like what I've said before, just like listening to the words and just having your heart open and your mind open and just like focusing on the moment and connecting to God, like that's going to be the only way that you are going to get like grow in your worshiping I don't know grow in your like comfort level maybe grow in um feeling that connection to God um is just to like just be in the moment and like like I said before like you don't even have to sing like just go and stand there and observe or just like take it in look at the words just like repeat the words to yourself whatever it takes for you to like feel God or just feel just like calmed in the moment and just kind of go from there Uh, there's like like we said before like there's no right or wrong way to go about this um so I think just like being comfortable in the moment is going to be the most important part kind of yeah I think for me going from personal experience uh when I first accepted Jesus into my life I wasn't quite sure how worship worked or how I should do it Um, and it wasn't really until I grew older that and my faith began to strengthen that I truly realized the importance of worship and and how it all worked and how life fulfilling it was to do it um, in the right way Um, so I think uh, if somebody's first starting out worshiping um, it's really important to kind of observe and reflect how how other people do it Um, and obviously you don't have to do it the same exact way they're doing it, but I think it's good to see, um, good to see and hear from other people that may be further along uh, their journey with Christ and how they feel, how the best way to worship is. And that way you can kind of decide for your own self how, um, how you want to worship or what works best for you. 
Yeah, again, excellent points. I think for me, when I was thinking about this, I think a lot of times um, some new Christians, even experienced Christians might, you know, see another Christian experiencing just the power of worship. Like they're on their knees, hands are up and they're like, I've been doing this or I'm trying to do this. And I'm obviously not doing something right. Like I have not felt that, like what's going on. I'm, I'm not hitting that. Um, and I think what we kind of talked about and emphasized too, where it's like, worship is not singularly faceted. There's not one way to worship. And again, it's making sure that you your heart is in the right place and finding that avenue of worship that connects you to God in the most fulfilling way. Um, and I kind of like how you guys said too, like there's not one way to go about it. Um, and I'd say something that I took away from what you guys said is to don't be discouraged. Um, if you're someone listening and you feel like you haven't really connected with worship, like a lot of people have, or you've seen a lot of your friends do um, that again, it's just something to be patient about and something to, again, just make sure that your heart is in the right place and find that activity that again, just brings glory to God. And in general, that's um, a big part of what worship is. And so, again, I think what you guys said there kind of hit at home really, really well. Um, but I just wanted to emphasize that fact too. Um, kind of closing out here, with, uh, one of our final questions. Um, obviously, music is a super powerful entity, whether it's, you know, worship or music in general. And a lot of people can, you know, credit music to, you know, stress reduction, um, power over the mind, you know, just really feeling your emotions and tapping into those in a deeper way than you've ever felt before. Like music has been around forever and it's done a lot, a lot of good stuff. But I was just curious to see how impactful you think worship can be. In your guys' opinion, do you think that worship has the power to change lives in the sense that a non-Christian can come in, experience a worship set, and be totally broken to the point where they want to accept Jesus? Um, do you think that that worship has that type of power? And if so, how does that make you kind of go into each worship set? Or do you think about that when you're singing that, hey, what I'm doing could be changing lives here? That's a great question. And I think the answer is definitely. I mean, I've seen people come into church that I haven't really ever seen before and they start crying just because the worship is so moving to them, which, you know, some people have that experience and others don't. Like it takes them years to even you know, sing the words like Chris is talking about earlier, but that's okay. Like everybody experiences Christ in a different way. Um, and in terms of us worshiping, I mean, I know that's not necessarily something I think before we're practicing. I'm just thinking, don't mess up, don't mess up, don't mess up. Um, but I mean, then again, like if we mess up, it's on my mind that, you know, if the team messes up, then it ruins that worship experience for somebody in the audience, because as soon as we mess up, as soon as we hit a wrong note, their focus is suddenly shifted away from Christ and what they're worshiping. And suddenly, oh, Myra hit a wrong note. Why'd she do that? You know what I mean? So it kind of takes them out of that experience. And there's a little bit of pressure with that, um, which can be a little bit stressful. But, you know, we always pray that we don't mess up. Um, but I mean, that's just one of the biggest things that we do think about for sure. Yeah, I don't think I've ever, like, gone into a worship set thinking, like, what I'm doing could change somebody's life today. Um, yeah, but I think that to say that worship couldn't bring somebody to faith, like, in an instant would be putting God in a box. Um, I think that God can use worship. He can use whatever he wants to bring somebody to him and to to break them down to 
whatever he wants to do. Um, and so, yeah, no, I definitely think that, um, I don't know if like worship itself yeah. <laughs> me, has that power or if that's just like completely God. Um, but yeah, I, I uh, completely lost my train of thought. Um, it's coming back, hang on. Um, okay, so kind of going back into the thinking about like, that like standing on stage thinking about the people in the audience like um I think that even I don't know I don't know I guess when I'm up there I'm I'm more of thinking like if like god I'm doing this for you and then if like I do hit a wrong note or if we kind of like fumble through a bridge or whatever <laughs> that um god can still use that moment um so not I don't think a moment is really wasted um, if we're up there just worshiping for Christ and um, everybody out in the audience gets what they gets what God wants them to get from that moment. Um, so yeah, I guess that's kind of my answer. I don't really remember the exact question, but we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Yeah, absolutely. For me, I think um, especially the lyrics that are sung in the music have the power to transform someone's life. Uh, if the person hearing can reflect and relate to the lyrics in a spiritual way, I think that's truly uh, something powerful and life-changing. And I think that's kind of why churches have like a time, uh, a call to like reflect and um, act upon how you're feeling during the service. That's why they have people coming up to be baptized after the service. And I know um, at CSF, our worship nights, Andrea said, if you're feeling some certain type of way, um, come talk to one of us or come talk to one of the leaders. I think it's super important to act upon, um, act upon how you're feeling uh, af after worshiping. And then uh, going to the other question, uh, I, I am definitely constantly thinking of how my performance is impacting those watching. I think I try to kind of reflect in my my actions and my facial expressions how how the worship is affecting me because uh, I think if people can see that um, then they'll definitely make the most of their experience worshiping and how they can relate to God and what they're hearing in the songs that's so good and that's definitely I feel like a lot of pressure for sure but I think pressure that again is eased by knowing that what it's for is to praise God and God's going to have our backs through this action. And so I first and foremost just want to um, say thank you to you guys for everything that you do for CSF and for everyone that comes. I think, again, not only is there that pressure that you get put on every single month, but it's such a powerful thing. And we kind of mentioned it there in that last question, music and God in a combination, like whew, nothing gets me quite like that. And I think a lot, a lot of us can kind of agree who have a real appreciation for the arts and music can really just come to appreciate how powerful God can be through the works of music. Um, and it's not something that should be taken lightly. And so just, I want to thank you guys for everything that you do. It's a lot of work you put in, but again, it's deeply appreciated. And I know um, God, it's so joyful during those moments when we're able to connect with him through music. Um, so um, yeah, with that being said, I think we're going to close out with some prayer. Um, unless Ben has anything else for us. No, that sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. All thank right. you guys sounds so much good. for, oh, sorry.
No, go for it, man. Well, I was just say, uh, just a second what Michael said. Yeah, thank you guys so much for for coming and being willing to talk about this. And I think these these conversations, especially with like, I mean, scent in general. Um, I think the whole mission of having conversations that aren't normally had has been uh, has been very beneficial. But specifically, like worship is something everyone does every time they come to a CSF worship night or goes to church, but not enough people are exposed to a real conversation about what worship really is and, and how can we use worship or, or, and actually like listen to a worship person speak without, you know, a microphone in front of them. So it's, it's really cool. You guys were willing to come on here and just talk through some of the points of, of what worship is, like I said, and, and how can we use it to evangelize? So thank you guys so much for being willing to, to come on. Awesome. So yeah, we'll end in prayer um, and we'll close out. So let's bow our heads. Dear God, thank you so much for this amazing opportunity to just dive in deeper to the art of worship. I thank you again for each and every one of these individuals here who have dedicated their talents and abilities that you have given them to the act of worshiping you and giving you back the praise and glory, God. I pray that you really bless them for that and bless them for, again, being willing to share their experiences with everyone listening here. It's not an easy thing to do. And like we've talked about, there's a lot of pressure behind it, God. But at the end of the day, you know how important it is and how impactful it is for your church and for your community. And again, just want to pray that you bless each and every one of these people here that took their time to do that each and every month through CSF Impact, through their home churches, and again, through CSF Sent here. Um, again, I just pray that we go about and that everyone listening from this kind of can take away something that was impactful and meaningful to them. And Hopefully they can experience worship in a whole new way that's meaningful and connects them to you in a whole new way that's, again, something they haven't experienced before because I think we can all attest to the, the power and impact of worship in itself. So thank you so much for everything that you've done for us. And I pray that you continue to bless us and um, we'll see you again soon here. You know what I pray, amen. So before we guys let you go, we always like to do this with our guests. Just kind of give us a plug about what you guys have going on next. I know CSF Night of Worship is where you guys primarily perform. So you want to give us a quick plug as to when the next Night of Worship is coming up for you guys? It is December 13th. Be there, be square. <laughs> <laughs> and check the social medias um, for further information on the time and the exact location. But um, I'm pretty sure we're having it in the Heron School of Art again. So just be on the lookout for that. <laughs>